excited to praise this morning. Less than 12 feet this morning. Praise God. He is good. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Let's go over our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Father God. We worship you this morning. Thank you, Lord. You know, when you praise God, things happen. Things change. You can be going through, through a very difficult situation this morning, but by praising God, we don't come into his presence and praise him because things change. But while we do that, things change. He is a given God, and he looks for every opportunity to give to pour into our lives, to make good things happen. And this morning, just believe and receive. If it's healing that you need in your body, he can do that. He is a God of the impossible. He can do anything. So just believe and receive. Just open your hearts this morning. I just encourage you to open your hearts and just let him in. Just make that connection with him this morning. Just praise him like never before. Let's just do this this morning. Let's just praise him this morning. Father, we come before you. And Lord, we know that you are the greater one in us. Therefore, we praise you, Father. We glorify your name this morning, Father. And we just connect with you this morning, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for your, the glory of your presence in this place, Lord. Thank you, Father, for where your glory is, the atmosphere changes. And where your presence is, Lord. Thank you, Father, that things are changing right now as we speak, Father. We just open up our hearts to you, Father. And we just praise you this morning like never before, Father. We worship you, Lord. We shout unto you, Father. We glorify your name, for you are good. And there is no one like you, Father. There's no one like you, Lord. Oh, we worship you. Come on and worship him this morning. We worship you, Father. You are good. Oh.
I met a man I didn't know, and he told me. I got a word from him. He told me, you're not alone. I'm with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful to you this morning. And yes, we do thank you. <laughs> we do lift our voice in thanksgiving and praise to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. This morning we're praying for our educators and our uh, kids, and we're going to do that uh, now rather than waiting so the kids could go to their classes, and then we'll go back into uh, worship this morning. So uh, we can have the uh, kids come. I'll come up here. We can have the kids come and just kind of stand, kids, teens, uh, and then also our educators. So, Nacy, you can come. Yeah, you can just face me. Yeah, let's move that just so we, okay. All right, and then I'm going to ask all the parents uh, to come and get behind your children. Come stand behind yours. Come claim your child. <laughs> Don't deny them. Come claim your child. Tracy, you can go over with him, and then I'll come over. I'll come over there. Yeah, so uh, parents can come. Then I'm going to ask that each one in the congregation come and just let the Lord direct you as to who to stand behind. Come, and I want every child to have some folks behind them. Okay? We're working today. Hallelujah. We don't just rely on the prayers of the pastor, right? We all can pray. We have an educator over here. If your heart is for those <laughs> who get to teach our kids, and actually she's in administration this year. And so she's an administrator this year. And so she's like over all the teachers. So some extra grace and strength over there. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we're going to uh, pray uh, for each of you this morning. And uh, this whole time, huh? What do you think about that? I see smiles on some. And some of them like, eh, okay. <laughs> but uh, wherever you are, wherever your attitude is towards school or whatever, it doesn't change the fact that you have to go, right? <laughs> we all had to go. And so just know that there are many that have gone on before you and completed school. Your parents, you know, your friends' parents, we've all been there. And so we know that there are challenges, there are things that come up during the year. And parents, this year, I'm just going to encourage you to just uh, lean in more than you've ever leaned in before uh, with your kids uh, for school. And ask questions. Ask lots of questions about what they're learning. Ask them. Don't just take, oh, just a, as an answer. Kids, learn to answer the questions when parents ask. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to the right question to ask. If you'll, if you'll do that. And, and make sure the Bible is your standard of living. Don't just pull out the Bible when your kids do something wrong. That's not the way to do it. That's what religious folk do. We don't do that. We live by the Bible every day. Every day. And so your kids see you living by the Bible. They see you making every decision by the Bible. When they ask a question and you say, well, what does the Bible have to say about that? They don't go, here we go. Here comes another religious lecture. No, they say, okay, well, yep, that's our standard of living. We go right to it every time, and this is what it says, and this is how we live. This is how we live. And make the Word, the Bible, your standard of living. And get your kids 
with other kids of like precious faith more than ever before measure how much time your kids are spending with non-believers as opposed to believers and just work on this year getting them with other kids who believe the same way because it matters it matters so when Mike and everybody have events here bring them don't keep them away because the more time they spend with people who have and live faith there are people who will tell you I'm a person of faith but they don't live faith they don't live their faith we believe in living our faith amen and we're a light to those around us who don't that doesn't mean you have to preach right kids you don't go to school with your big Bible and eh. you don't do that but you live right and when people see you they see there's something different about you than them that's all and they'll they'll ask you or they'll say oh their parents go to church their parents make them go to church yeah who cares <laughs> we have fun at church maybe you don't have fun at your church but I have fun at mine amen, amen. all right uh, let's start uh, let's start so those who are behind go ahead and just let them know you're behind them don't scare them just touch their shoulders <laughs> Okay, you know you're being prayed for. Do you see who's praying for you? You can turn and look if you would like, see who's behind you. And, and they're, they're in your corner. They want you to have a good year this year. They want you to prosper in everything that you do to the, be the best in everything. And maybe if you're not looking forward to school, that can change. Maybe something, maybe something will happen in school that you're like, okay, I got this. All right, so they're praying for you. I'm going to pray a general prayer first, and then just come on, let lift your voice, uh, those behind them, and they're going to receive your prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in Jesus' name, on behalf of all of our teachers and students, all those, those who are present with us and even those who weren't able to come today, we lift them up right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you that as they go, as they go to school that your presence goes with them your presence is with them at all times just as it's like with them here at church and at home your presence is with them at school we pray that you will help them to feel that help them to recognize that we ask for your protection your protection father God in the name of Jesus over everyone no evil come near, comes near them. No evil, no tragedy, nothing of the enemy comes near them. In Jesus' name, they are far away from wickedness, far away from it all, because they are children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, protection, protection over their mind over their thoughts right now in Jesus name over their mind over their thoughts we plead the blood of Jesus we plead the blood of Jesus over their entire bodies right now in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we plead the blood of Jesus over their schools every square inch every entrance every exit every classroom every floor every level in Jesus name we plead the blood of Jesus and if there is evil 
If there are individuals who are plotting and planning evil at their schools, remove them right now in Jesus' name. They don't belong there. They don't belong there. For where the, the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And our kids are there. So your spirit is there. Your spirit is there. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Empowered. Empowered. Empowered to stand. Empowered to stand in that place. Empowered to stand in that place. Full of grace, full of grace in the right place. Full of grace in the right place, in the right place. I thank you, Father God, for ideas. God ordained ideas. I thank you, Father God, for strength and grace and your wisdom, wisdom beyond her years, wisdom beyond her natural wisdom. We thank you for supernatural wisdom in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that this school thrives this year because of the position she has taken in the school. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Numbers, you're coming up. You're coming up. You're coming up. Not only will you meet the expectations, but you'll exceed them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Make them an example. Make them an example for others. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you for a spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Glory to God. I thank you for each and every one. I thank you for each and every one. Your grace, Father God, your grace over their lives in the name of Jesus. Your grace over their lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you for an excellent year this year, a successful year. And I thank you that you are with him at every step. this morning and so right now I connect my faith with my sister and I thank you that no matter what you keep him he's in your hands <laughs> he's in your hands and I thank you that you have great big hands who can handle anything and so we ask for your protection over his mind over his body right now in Jesus name and we declare that it will be a success this year. Everything is working out for his good. 
for his good. <laughs> for his good. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. And you'll get the glory for it, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your protection and your guidance and your joy in their lives. Help them to find something this year that they're going to enjoy in school this year. They're going to really enjoy it. And I thank you that they will do it well. They'll do it well. They'll do it well. It'll be exciting for them. Something to look forward to. You can do that no matter if it's the same thing every year. Oh, it can be different this year. And so we thank you for it. We thank you for your strength. The best, fastest, smartest. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All that mom and dad have put it on inside of them, along with what you on the inside of them, we thank you that it comes forth this year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Manifest this year. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father, for new places in Jesus' name in you this year. All through this year, I ask that you keep her, Father God. Keep her. I thank you, Father, for an enjoy a, a year of enjoyment, a year, Father God, where her heart is open, her mind is open, a year of learning like never before. I thank you, Father, that it prepares her for what you have called her to. And so we thank you, Father, that as she leans in, everything, she puts you first, you add everything, all her heart's desires, her wants, her wishes, all of that, you add it to her in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. All right, you can turn and look at the person behind you. And, and if you want to give them a hug or shake their hands, tell them a joke. I don't know. Tell them what you prayed for for them. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. We love our kids. Hallelujah. All right. You can all go downstairs, I guess. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I think she, I think she left. I think she, I, I saw her leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we transition, uh, Henry and Nancy, why don't you come this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, I think, I think she walked them down. I think she left. Glory to God. Um, let me get a couple of ushers. Yeah, you can come stand down. So I was uh, doing my time of devotion, and I had gotten your email about praying. And so I was just kind of at the end of my devotion, I was just talking to the Lord and saying, okay, you know, what would we pray and that kind of thing. And that I typically do. But then I heard myself ask the Lord, uh, do you have anything you want me to tell them? And so I said, I'll just be listening to you. And I closed my uh, devotional and, and I went into the kitchen to just kind of clean up some dishes. And two words came to my heart. And I can read into these words. I can tell you what I think they mean. And I'm like, but you do know, Lord, we're praying for their trip. <laughs> How's this relate? So I'll just give you the words and the scriptures that came to my heart. And then if it confirms anything for you, great. If not, talk to the Lord about it. These are the two words that came to my heart. Workman, an effectual door open. Okay, And when I thought of workmen, I thought of 2 Timothy 2, you know, study, show yourself approved unto God, a workman who's not ashamed. Why? Because you ac accurately handle the word of truth. Yeah. So I thought of that. And then Ephesians, 
You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, his masterpiece, and called to good works. And so then uh, the other scripture was in 1 Corinthians 16, where Paul talks about an effectual door was open to me. And that verse of scripture is about a great big door that was open, unique opportunity to him. And it was met with opposition, but he, we know what he did. He powered through that and he did it anyway. So that's what the Lord told me to relate to you do. Whether or not it confirms anything, great. If not, just enjoy what the word says concerning those two Amen. things. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. We're going to pray for them. They are leaving for Nova Scotia. How long is that drive? Twelve and a half hours. Twelve and a half hours. Praise the Lord. I'll take your hand. And that's on this end. <laughs> and that's on this end. Well, glory to God, we're going to stand in agreement with them. Come on, pray as if it's your trip. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name right now for your favor all the way from the start of the trip to the end of the trip till they get home. We thank you, Father, that the favor of God is on both of them. And so I thank you, Father, that no matter what it is, traffic, anything, the conditions, weather, whatever it is, they have favor. They have favor the whole way, the whole way and the whole way back in Jesus' name. And we thank you for uh, your provision of protection. They, they already have it. They walk every day in your protection. And I ask, Father God, that continue throughout this trip. I thank you everywhere they stop. I thank you that there's protection there for them. Yes. I thank you, Father God, that you have paved the way for them the entire trip. I thank you for doors. I thank you, Father God, everything that they need, all the provision that they need throughout the entire time. And I thank you that everyone that they stand in front will see these two lights, these two lights, the light of Christ on the inside of them. I ask that you would make them a witness of your goodness through the entire time, the entire time a witness of your goodness. How in the world do you all have it so good? I thank you, Father God, for testimonies of goodness throughout the entire time that they're there. And whatever they do, I thank you, Father God, they do it unto you as they do everything else. And so I thank you for your blessing, everything. I thank you that everything that their hand finds to do is blessed in Jesus' name. We thank you for them. We praise you for them. Healing and health the entire time. Healing and health. Healing and health. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. You're welcome. Glory to God. Go ahead. Lead us back in. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue to worship Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Our God is faithful. Amen. And we are standing on his promises. that day. Amen. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Glory to you, Father. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
there and we've been seated there we continue to sit Jesus you're the head and the source of everything that we need and so we thank you that as your church we keep you in the center we give you your rightful place and I thank you that our job is to grow up in you to embrace the fullness of all that you are, that we grow and increase in the knowledge of you and your ways. And so we declare that you are the center. You're the center of everything that we do because our hearts are aligned to your word. Our hearts are aligned to you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. <laughs> all the glory. All the glory. All the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our firm, 
and sure foundation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and uh, be seated this morning. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Aaron. Thank you, team. Hallelujah. Don't. Good morning, Father's House. It's my fault. I unplugged it on Wednesday. So now they got to plug Good it morning, back Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nacia Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements. So listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests and our first-time visitors. Come on, Father's House. You know how we do. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. We thank God for you choosing to worship with us today. We pray you have enjoyed the service up until this point and that you continue to do so. We would love to connect with you further. So if you don't mind, could you please fill out that connection card that you should have received walking into the sanctuary this morning and turn that in during our offering time and then we have a gift for you. Also, if you would like to learn more about us, you can look in the welcome packet that you also received, and you can also check out on our website in our About Me section. Again, thank you so much for choosing to worship with us today. Continue to enjoy the service, and please come back and worship with us very, very soon. Ladies, I am so excited. Tomorrow is the day we start our book club. I'm so excited. I just want to remind you all that we will start tomorrow. And if you have not signed up, you still have time to do so. You can reach out to me personally. You can go on our Kingdom Couples page. I'm going to post the link again today for you to register. It's very quick and easy. It will probably take you under a minute. Just type in your name and your email address. I will also be sending out the Zoom link to those of you who did register. I will be sending that Zoom link information out to you this evening. And I'm just so excited. Come with your, your coffee, your tea, your dinner, and just come relax. And we're going to have an amazing time. I cannot wait. So if you haven't signed up, you still have time. For those who have signed up, I cannot wait to see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. And last but certainly not least, I would like to invite you all to join us this Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our United Prayer. Listen, we are gathering to pray about our building, our impact, um, our building project, and, you know, we are adopting God's heart on this building project, and we're also uh, adopting our pastor's heart. She's sharing a lot with us that God is sharing with her in regards to the building project, and so this is a time for us to come together and unite our faith together and just really um, get God's blueprint, amen, for this project. So we're inviting you to come and join us this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We're going to be praying specifically about building our impact, and we would love for you to join and make your supply available, amen. Also, now that concludes our announcements for today, and now it's time to give. Who's ready to give? Amen. So we're going to call for Mr. Eric to come and receive our offering today, so let's receive them.
Before he starts, I just want to mention something. You'll probably notice that we have Miss Nasha announcing visitors and welcoming, welcoming them each time we do the announcements. And you probably look around like, where are the visitors? I see the visitors. And that's why I'm having her do that. And I want us to prepare for lots of visitors. So every time she says that, don't look around like, where's the visitors? Look around like, this place is full of visitors. That's what I do every time she announces it. Amen? That's the reason she's doing it, because I know it's probably like, but there isn't anybody. Clap as loud as you can, because you're exercising your faith with me. Amen? Glory to God. Amen. So to add on, you guys hear me okay? To add on to her, but, but we're getting active in this church. It's not just about coming here and meeting on, on Sundays or Wednesdays. It's, it's being Mr. Ivan. You just turn up Nasha's mic, right? Nasha's mic a little bit. I know. If I was up on the stage and I would have it off back there, somebody that sounds like me. So anyway, it's not just about meeting on Sundays and Wednesdays and praying and, and, and serving God together. We, we need to hang out more as like-hearted, like-minded individuals that we are. I enjoy so much coming here every Sunday and on Wednesdays. I know some of you, it's hard on Wednesdays. Work, it gets dark. People don't like want to drive in the dark or it's a long day of working. So... We wanted to, Miss Nature, she's doing the book club, and how many people like bowling in this house? We're going to have a bowling, I don't want to call it a league, because it's not going to be, it's going to be non-committal. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes when we have something going on, you have to commit, and then you have to be there. This is going to be on Tuesday night, starting the second Sunday in September, I believe it's September 13th, and it's going to be every other Tuesday. Now, if some of you have a better day you want to do it and know that the lanes will be open, let me know. I know some people like to do things on Saturdays. But we're going to try it for Tuesday evenings every other week. I'm going to have a sign-up sheet back there just to get your information. And every Tuesday that, that evening that we're going to bowl, I'll send out a text message to see who's going to make it. And I'm opening it up not just to the men. I was going to do the men's group first. But we don't want to leave the ladies out because we like to beat them in everything that we do. Right, men? So we'll invite the ladies to come. And then, of course, if you have teenagers at home, we like to beat on them, too, when it comes to games. My dad used to do that to me. He used to school me in everything that, I could, that we would do, basketball, fishing, football, running a road race, you know, who's faster in a mile. So I said, let's open it up to men, women, and the youth, so 12 and up. As long as those 12 and up are mature enough to come in and, and – and and bowling. I know some of you have been, they don't really have an arcade, an arcade there, so you can't like bring your kid and let them stay busy in there. It's like four games I saw. They call it an arcade though, but it's not. But I, I just figured, you know, hey, you know what? We're not doing anything this Tuesday. Let's go bowl. And you can be single, married, it doesn't matter. And of course, if I'm going to show up and a single female is going to show up and that's it, we're not going to do it. Is that what that that wouldn't look right. It wouldn't work, even though we're all family here. So that's why we'll have that text chain so you say, oh, okay, you know, we got enough people to bowl tonight, and we're going to do it. I'm not going to give up on it. If we have a, 
a week where no, one, no one's available to go. It's bad weather because we'll start in September and we'll just go as long as we want it to go. And if every f everybody that's really interested in it says, you know what, I love bowling, you're there committed, let's do it on a Saturday afternoon instead. It's easier for a lot more people. We can do that too. So it's just going to be an open thing where we can get together and have a good time. Amen? So Jeremiah 29.11. We all know that scripture, right? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you and me a hope. A future. And I was telling my wife the other day, I said, you know, 20 years ago or 22 years ago now it's going on that they found the church. If you came to me where I was at, whatever point in my life, where I, where I, wherever I was living at this point, and said, hey, Eric, in, in 2022, I mean, it happened before this, but this is today, you're going to be up there receiving the offering at a church. I wouldn't have laughed in your face because I'm not that kind of person, but I would have been like, oh, really? Okay, I'd be more interested in knowing more about it. Like, where are you getting this from? Now, I always respected Jesus, the name especially. You know, I was going to church. I was brought up Christian. You never took the Lord's name in vain, and that was like the biggest thing. No matter what you did in my house, even if you didn't go to church on Sunday, you do not take the Lord's name in vain. So if somebody told me that, that's why I say, hey, let me get, I'm, I'm more interested in knowing what you know. And that path to this point in time is not a straight line. There's all sorts of paths that go this way, that way. Some turn you around. Sometimes there's a roundabout or a rotary, and you keep going in circles a few times before you find that right exit. And so I am blessed that God's grace on me and my life has brought me to this point in time and in this position. So I have a quick story. Who wants to hear a war story? I know a lot of times people are like, oh, no, there's no blood and guts in this one. Kind of a funny story. So when I was in Iraq, we, we were at a place called Forward Operating Base Gunner. And before we went, they were in Baghdad. And when things happened, there was CNN. So you could see, you'd hear the explosion, and then on CNN it would be like, hey, there's a, something happened in the green zone. It's pretty interesting. You know, so, so we were getting ready to take over. It was the beginning of 2004. I said, you're going to go to Forward Operating Base Gunner. Oh, okay. That's a mortar magnet, they said. What do you mean by that? Well, they shoot rockets and mortars at that place every day, every night. Great. So we went up there. And you'd go try to go to bed at night, and you'd hear them launching the mortars. You didn't hear them launching the rockets. They would just hit and blow up somewhere. But sometimes they were getting close. Other times they, they were farther away. And you'd hear them launching, and you'd just wait. And once you hear the impact, you're like, okay, it's not here. Try to go back to sleep. Well, as a firefighter there, we were pretty busy putting out fires. Things would get blown up and stuff like that. So we'd get called at all hours, just like the fire department does around here. So one night, two in the morning, well, one early morning, two in the morning, we get a, f we get a call on the radio. Hey, something's blowing up. Something's on fire. So my team jumps in the fire truck, and we're I'm, I'm the operator of the fire truck, the engine. We're flying, and this place is blacked out because we don't want the enemy to see what we're doing and where the things are and, and stuff like that. We're flying down the road, can't really see much, hit this bump in the road, and I went flying up in the air, hit my head. I was wearing my helmet at the time, hurt my neck, landed back down, like should have worn my seatbelt, and then continued on. Well, we ended up driving in circles. 
where is this? You know, we're on a mission to find out what's going on. Oh, never mind. Now, we had howitzers on this base. They would shoot out. We would know when they would shoot out. We could tell the difference between outgoing and incoming. And so, you know, you get that al- adrenaline going, and you're like, oh, this is great. This is the best job in the world. You forget about anything else while you're on your mission. And then, uh, you, then you're done. You're like, oh, that was kind of, what do you call that, when something big's supposed to happen, but it doesn't. So we're on our way back. Nothing happened. Going back to the where we were bunking, the blown-out building that we were staying in. And I had the team chief that was next to me at the time. He's an older guy from South Carolina, and he's a funny guy. He taught me how to whistle and cr- do uh, crossword puzzles and stuff. But he was a good guy, and he came to this fork in the road, and there's a telephone pole. Now, I see it, and I'm trying to turn the wheel, but the wheel's stuck. What are you doing, man? Hey, man, you got to turn, man. I'm like, I'm trying to. T- I could have just slowed down, but no. Hey, man, so I finally jerked the wheel, took a left, missed the telephone pole. Man, you're trying to kill me. I saw what you're trying to do. You're trying to take me out. No, man, I love you. No, I'm not trying to do that. Well, sometimes when we're on God's path, we see ourselves going in a direction that we don't want to be going in. You got to jerk that wheel and get right back onto that path of his protection. Stay on that path and we'll receive all he has for us. I'm trying to look at, read my writing here and it's like a little scribble there. I'm like, what does this say? Uh, when we're heading in the wrong direction, jerk that wheel, stay on the right path. And it's the same when it comes to giving. If you want his protection over your finances or you want to get out of debt, just like they sing in that song, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Anybody in a real deep pit of debt, get it in his word and get up out of that grave. Amen. All right, so Romans 8.28, we want to stay connected to Jesus. We want to stay in God's plan. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. It's not just me. It's everybody sitting here. God's plan, you guys are part of that plan, and you're supposed to be in that spot that you're in right now. Now, I keep saying all these people are coming into this church. I believe that. God knows that. And we'll just pray, and it'll come to fruition. But this church as a whole stays on his path too. Amen? And then my last scripture, staying connected. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you see what's going on here? Now, are we perfect? Am I going to leave here today and get into trouble? I don't know, maybe. I'm not planning on it, though. Who knows what she might come up with, but we'll see. No, I was trying to uh, read this in the King James Version. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't understand it. So I put it in the, n- the New Living Translation. It's, it's you know, kind of Bible for dummies. I'll take it. So we'll stand and uh, we'll read the confession. like how Mr. Craig talked about this. I know I always put some energy into this confession. I mean, part of it's already come true. We sold the building for a lot more, th- more money than we bought. But when you read this confession, 
have the church in your heart, but have your own properties if you have properties. Anything that you have that you want, have that in your heart also, and you'll receive it with faith. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, settlements, estate, and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Pastor and I have a, we have gas at our house, and we have, you know, we use that for heat in the wintertime, and then you know, for our gas stove. And when you open up the bill that they sent to us, it says minus $374. Minus $347, now it's minus $374. We're not going to have to pay our heating bill for at least a few months once we turn the heat on. That's God's rebate, returns. Bill's paid off ahead of time. I'll take it. Take it. You can come no. release your offerings if you haven't. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah, we expected the bill to go down, you know, by like the $50 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it should be like $50 less. And I'm like, uh, did they do something wrong? So I read. It says, no, we made an adjustment on it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, praise the Lord. So for those, like I said, interested in bowling, Miss Christina is going to make a sign-up sheet just so I can get your information and phone number. Guys, if, I, if you know I already have your phone number because of the men's group, you don't have to put your number down, just put your name down so you can be in the text. And then if you don't want to be in the text chain because you work hard all day long and you don't have time to look at your text or take a lunch, yeah. then <laughs> speak privately. We know you guys. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll make a phone call or just a personal text. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you. That'll be fun, bowling. I'll, I'll probably join after October. I have a class, or every, you know, we'll see. Uh, I have a class that I'll be running from September to uh, October for eight weeks with a few individuals, so I won't be going right away, but I will be joining after October. I look forward to that. I think that will be fun. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give, and we thank you that giving is part of your plan. And as we give, Father God, we thank you that we open the door to receiving from you. I thank you. We're not stingy. We don't hold back because you didn't hold back from us. And so we thank you that we can align with your word even when it comes to giving. We do that. Show us more about it. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our teacher. Uh, you know exactly where we are and where our heart and where our faith is right now. And so we open our heart to you even wider concerning giving and receiving. And as we obey your word, we thank you that it's obedience that brings the blessing. 
And I thank you, Father, that as we obey you, uh, you show us even more and more about our giving. And we thank you and we praise you for it, for a return, multiplication on every seed that we sow. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we've been enjoying some growth stories uh, from members of the congregation. And like I said last week, we have one more opportunity to do it. And we have someone who will be doing it this morning. I'm excited uh, that this individual has uh, chosen to participate. And so we're going to welcome her. If you've never had a conversation with this individual, uh, I just think she and her husband have like the best sense of humor. <laughs> you got to talk to them. They'll like joke around about each other, and it's just, it's just a refreshing conversation. And uh, I also like something that this individual has done with the list. I don't know if she'll mention it or not to you, but I just feel that uh, they operate in expectation. Whenever you make a list about things, and this one is about all the things that God's been doing for them. Whenever you make a list like that, it's like you leave some blank spaces and you look up to God and you go, okay, I'm waiting for you to fill the rest, <laughs> right? Here, I'm waiting. <laughs> and so you're always expecting something good. And when you give him the glory for it by making a big deal out of it, by writing it down or sending me a text about it, guess what? He rewards that. <laughs> and then you open your heart to more stuff from him. So this morning, please welcome Miss Ellie Barnes or Mrs. Ellie Barnes. For you, my dear. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank the pastors for allowing me to share this morning. And I have on the um, list that I've done a lot of lists, but this one is from April 24th, 2022, The Tongue of the Righteous. And in the relatively short time that we've been here, there's always been a timely message for me, a reminder of God's instructions or a time of refreshing with other Christians. The message on the tongue of the righteous was a reminder of how God wants us to conduct our lives for his glory and honor. Matthew 12:34 tells us, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In Ephesians 4:29. We should speak words that edify and not tear down. Our words are powerful. Let no corrupt, and I, I use the um, dictionary that's in my brain. <laughs> it's the abridged dictionary. <laughs> All right. And corrupt is unwholesome, decayed, rotten. The words that proceed over your mouth should be powerful. All right. And only be uh, spoken to what is helpful and needed to build up others according to their needs, not ours, and to be benefit those who will listen to us. In Proverbs 10:20, the tongue of the righteous is like choice silver. The heart of the fool is worthless. Don't be influenced by what others say to you or about you, good or bad. Hurtful words affect the singular gyrus, which is a part of the brain which damages as a broken bone, and I know about broken bones. Proverbs 15, 2, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of the fools pours forth foolishness. And Proverbs 15, 4 says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but per 
perverseness, which is the quality of being morally wrong in principle or practice, stubborn, deliberate, and unruliness. Words from a faithful friend pointing out a fault will hurt, but will come from a faithful love. And on the part that says, what words did you speak this week? Confession. Sometimes my prayers sound more like whining. I can have a testimony, and I have a tendency to try and to figure out things or to help God in the natural instead of trusting God. It makes me forget Father knows best. <laughs> you know, in conclusion, I'd like to read Pastor Maria's Confession for Unity of Believers from April 3rd. Quote, I commit to speak only words of life to you and about you, words that will build you up and not tear you down, end quote. Now, since we know that Bob is such an introvert, not, <laughs> he wanted me to read his testimony, quote, what she said, end quote. The introvert that he is. <laughs> I love it. What she said. Glory to God. You know, there's nothing like uh, being able to hear the word, receive it, understand it, and practice it. It's only when we fully understand do we practice well. Amen. And the more we understand and the more we practice, the more skillful we become in the word of God. And that's the place that we come to. Uh, in Ephesians chapter four, I was reading about that this week. God led me to that because that's my role as a pastor. And then it says your role as the church. And it talks about uh, every joint supplying, but that doesn't happen until we come into the fullness of him. And so I'm just gonna bring that up real quick. Thank you, Miss Ellie, that was so good. A reminder, uh, April seems so far long ago, right? I'm like, oh yeah, that was this year that we did the tongue of the righteous. Amen. Uh, so in, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, let me just go there. And I was reading it out of, I believe, the message. Uh, but he led me to that verse in, um, when I'm talking to him about um, just how we're growing and increasing. You know, when the Lord gave us the vision that we have, can you put that vision slide up for me? When he gave us that vision uh, that we are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others, when he gave me that vision, and it, it, it's not that we didn't have that vision before, but he gave it to me with more clarity and in a sentence, you know, so we can learn it. And uh, it's that, not that we didn't have it, but when he gave it to me, he said, every word counts. That's what I heard. Every word matters. Every word counts. And when we say believers who live aligned to the word of God, um, that's becoming more of a revelation to me about living aligned to the word of God. Uh, because in this day and age that we're living in, it's very evident the Christians who live aligned to the word of God and the Christians who just quote the word of God. 
you can know a ton of scriptures and you can have them uh, you know in here uh, they could even be in your heart uh, but if we're not practicing those scriptures every day he read a scripture we're all familiar with we quote it graduation birth you know uh, different times of our lives Jeremiah 29 11 he says I know the plans that you ha I know the plans I have for you says the Lord and he tells us what those plans are and I can quote that verse and say, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is an amazing verse and he knows the plans that he has for me. But if I never get on the path that the plans unfold on, then I will not see those things that he planned for me come to pass. Amen. And a lot of believers were lazy, you know, and so we put it on him. We say, Lord, you know, make your plans come to pass in my life. And that's not going to happen if we don't move our feet and get on the path that he's called us to. If I'm on a different path, his plans for good are over there. And we can ask the Holy Spirit. That's another thing. John 14, 15, 16. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's not going to help me disobey the Lord. The Holy Spirit's not going to help me walk another path outside of the plan that God has for me. You can ask for his help all day long. The Holy Spirit will only help you when you align to the Word of God because that's His purpose on this earth. He only comes when the Word of God is being spoken. So if I'm screaming and hollering unbelief, don't ask for the Holy Spirit's help because He's not there to help me through my unbelief. <laughs> He's not going to bring unbelief to pass. But if I'll get on the path that He has for me and I'll daily discipline myself, and daily discipline my mind. My alignment first with the Word of God starts in my mind. First, I must align my mind with the Word by renewing it every day. Because our mind, our flesh, is always, do you hear me? Your flesh is always fighting against the things of God. Your flesh will always fight against the Word of God. Paul talks about that. There's always a wrestling going on. And your flesh doesn't want to submit or surrender to God. It doesn't. It doesn't. Especially when it sees others not. And you know, especially this, when it sees others not and others still getting blessed. I thought that if we didn't do what God told us to do, we won't get blessed. Oh, blessing will come for a while. It'll happen. It'll happen. But I don't want to be that individual when Jesus returns. Because first, if they're not saved, guess they're not going to be up there at the marriage supper of the Lamb and all of that. But not only that is, they'll be learning in heaven. You've made the decision to learn and grow in him down here on earth. That's I want to be able to be right here in the center of everything that's going on in heaven. I don't want to be, okay, so before you can enjoy this, let's have you do this. you got to learn some more. you got to grow some more. You didn't grow to the maturity that you needed to grow on the earth. So take the time and do that here. And, you know, there's no feelings of, ooh, you know, in heaven. But I'm telling you, the way God has me wired, those feelings are going to be there if I miss out because I know what he's told me to do. Amen. I know what he's told me to do. And he's given us this vision so it's not just for me. <laughs> it's for all of us to grow and increase in the knowledge of him. Amen? Amen? So we quote scriptures 
There's a difference between confessing the word of God every day, but action must align to your confession. Action. I can say, I can confess all day long. I am fit and healthy, and, you know, I eat the right foods. I have a healthy relationship with food, and I exercise daily. But if I don't get off my butt and go to the gym and prepare the right foods, then my confession is null and void because it's not going to happen supernaturally. It's not. Why? Because God made me with the ability to get fit. He made me with the ability to cook myself the right food. I am not a paraplegic. I'm not in a wheelchair bound. I'm not wheelchair bound. I have hands. I have feet. I have the ability and the strength to go do it. I don't have pain in my body that's keeping me from doing it. So for me to say, God, no, you make it happen, that's wrong of me. That's what a child does. You ever hear them say, don't do for a child what they should do for themselves? An eight-year-old, you should not be food, uh, you know, feeding them. Here you go, here you go, putting food in their mouth. At eight years old, if you do that, people are going to go, something must not be right. Something's not right. No different with the things of the Spirit. In fact, it's even more important that we grow. More important. Because if we don't, we'll be behind. I mean, left behind. That can happen too. But I mean behind. I don't want to be behind. He made us the head and not the tail. We're not to come behind in anything. And so we have the ability. Don't put all the responsibility on God. That's what it means when we grow up. It means I take responsibility. The more given, the more revelation you receive, the more knowledge you receive, the more is required of you. Can't say you didn't hear it. I was very young, and I was eating cereal with my sister one day, and we had this thing we did. It's stupid, but we did it. And so uh, my sister was trying to tell me something that, about this particular cereal that I didn't want to hear. And so I was like, I don't hear you. And she kept going, and she's talking louder and louder. So finally, I did this, like as, at the top of my voice, the top of my voice. Like I was going, and she's like, like, and we're so engrossed in what we're doing, not paying attention. And Z, you know what a top on is. <laughs> All of a sudden, from behind me, I felt, boom. <laughs> you know what a top on. I got, mm. mom. It scared me like anything. It scared me. I didn't know she was coming. She was like a ninja. She came and hit me upside the head and was like, what are you doing? And so I'm like, oh, you know, but we, sometimes we do that. You know, God, I don't want to know because if I know, I'm going to have to do it. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to reap the benefits of what you said. And so we play that game with God. We do. I, I'll admit I do with some things. I'll read a verse and go, oh, well, maybe I'll read something else for today because I don't know. <laughs> That's challenging for me. <laughs> but we have to do it. And, and make a decision, right, that everything he tells us, we're not going to shy away from, we're not going to be like, no, Lord, tomorrow. No, today. Let's do it today. Because I want his whole plan to unfold here on this earth. I don't want to get to heaven. Stand before God and him say, Maria, let me show you something. And he shows me everything he wanted for me on this earth. And he says, you see that table I spread for you? Look at all the things left on that table. Look at all that was left. 
And he doesn't do that to, you know, make us feel bad or anything. Uh, but he does that to show us we have unlimited resources. He's unlimited. And so our thinking is so small and minuscule compared to his. That's why he says, my ways. He doesn't tell you my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts so you could stay in your, stay in your lane, stay in your place. No, because he wants you to know his ways and his thoughts. The world doesn't know his ways. The world doesn't know his thoughts. So to make them have his ways and his thoughts is foolish. For you to sit and argue with a, a non-believer about what God says in his word is foolish. Because they're not going to believe it. Because they don't even have a relationship with him. Don't argue with them. What do you do? You pray for them. And then live your life according to what the word says so they can see it. Be a good example of that. And as you grow and increase in him, I tell you, it's, it's an attraction. You're like a magnet. You're like a magnet. People will come to you and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you'll be like a magnet and you'll, you'll attract individuals to them. And not just that. In this time that we're living at, many things are happening. Things that you and I have never seen before. And so you need strength, extra strength, extra strength. Where does that come from? It comes, it says your strength is renewed in the presence of the Lord. Your strength is renewed. We sang about Jesus being the center. He is. He is. God made it that way. And so, but we have to allow him to be that in our lives. Make him Lord of our lives. Surrender every day. Bow your knee to him before you leave the house. Confess that he is not just your savior, the one that kept you from hell and that you're grateful for that. We are grateful for that. But we need to move beyond that. It's time to grow and move beyond just I'm saved and going to heaven. When I get there, I'll be like, oh, thank God I made it. I don't want to be the barely making it to heaven. To me, that is not embracing the redemptive work of Jesus because his redemptive work is complete and it does not just include our salvation. It includes everything, everything he has for us. And he's placed everything on the inside of you that pertains to living a life of godliness, hallelujah, to walking in his righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so you may be facing tough times. You may be facing challenges, no matter what it is that you're facing. And, and maybe you've noticed that I don't understand this is taking longer or I don't feel uh, equipped or with as much strength as I felt before. Well, it's your indication that you need to grow a little more. Now it's time to grow a little more. Now let me look in the word and see what it says concerning this. Put it in my mouth, confess it, and do it because I need strength to get this through this situation. I don't know why. Before I used to get through it fast and easy and it was done and God would take care of it. Well, now he's putting a little more responsibility on you. Why? Because you've heard about it. <laughs> so when you're a baby Christian, God will do for you more so than as you grow. As you grow, now there's some responsibility on you because he made you well, he made you smart, he made you strong. So now there's more responsibility on us. Not saying that God can't work miracles, because he can. 
He definitely can. He can work supernaturally, but you have got to give him something to work with, your faith. Arrive with your faith. And if you are not in the word every single day of your life, then your faith is not where it should be. I'm just going to say it plain. If you are not in the word of God on a daily basis, aligned to the word of God, then your faith is short for what you need. It's going to be short for what you need. So get in the word. Let him lead you in the word and let your faith come up so you can arrive with your faith to receive the miracle that he has for you, to receive everything that he has for you in this hour. Amen? Glory to God. I thank you all who went ahead and shared your growth stories. Don't stop sharing what Jesus is telling you, what Jesus is saying to you. Don't stop sharing that. Use any available voice to do that. Amen? Uh, because the more you do it, the more it becomes real to you. So every time you have opportunity, take advantage of that. And we'll be doing more of that. I, I love to hear from, from, from every individual. So we'll be doing more of that and creating those opportunities for you to do that. But I just appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, those of you who uh, were here, uh, when anyone uh, shared, what did you think? I'll, I'll just take your clapping as an indication of whether or not you enjoyed it. Amen. We enjoyed it. Glory to God. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. We got something from all of it. Mr. Jeff, I'll just tell you this. I had a conversation with an individual this week, does not come to the church, uh, but uh, had met dad over here at the, the boat. So called the church for some words of encouragement and prayer. And one of the things she said to me is, I never knew what it meant to be still and know, you know, well, she said, I hear that scripture all the time. So it's nice to be able to say, listen, why don't you go to the service on this date, on the 14th, and listen to what the man said about what God's teaching him about being still and knowing. So, see, you don't know why you're sharing certain things and you think, oh, I'm just giving glory to God. But God will use that. God will use your voice to help somebody else. Amen? Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. We're just grateful to God for everything that he's doing, everything he's showing us, and we're taking responsibility. <laughs> we are not baby Christians. We are growing up and increasing in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every member of this body. I thank you that every member makes their supply available. I thank you that every member is aligned to your word. We hear your word, we confess your word, and we practice your word. We're becoming skillful in the things that you've called us to in the name of Jesus. And so we thank you for their children, uh, all of the, the individuals and their families, Father God, all the people that they are connected to. I thank you that they are lights and that they are leaders in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your goodness, your grace, all through this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You 